0: Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Hallelujah. Well, let's get in the Word. You excited this morning? Come on, let's get in the Word. Pastor John is obviously not here. I'm sure you've recognized that by now. Him and Miss Catherine celebrated their wedding anniversary, and he celebrated a birthday. Thank you to all of you who came out. For his birthday celebration We had an awesome, awesome time Hanging out, eating, getting fat And cutting the full and having a big time So I'm so glad that you guys were able to come And be a part of that And as a matter of fact, just for the podcast Because I know he's going to listen Probably tomorrow How many are just so thankful For the man and woman of God who stands Come on, let's stand and give honor where honor is due Father, we thank you Come on Come on, you can do better than that. Let him hear it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's not not about a man, but God honored a man, so I choose to honor a man. For his laid down life, for his consecration, for his radical devotion. He set an example not only for me and my wife, but for so many in this room. To live a life completely sold out for Jesus. To live a life passionately pursuing the more of God. And I'm so thankful for him because I believe that if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here. So I'm so thankful for him and that he trusts me to be in the pulpit. It's an honor to stand before you today. And so I want to jump into this word. I want to read something to you. It's 1120. I'm aware of the time. I'm going to get us out of here as quick as possible today. But I do have a word that's burning down on the inside of me that I want to release to you guys this morning. I want you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 5. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 5. We're going to be reading starting in verse 1 through 11 I'm not big on titles but if I was to title this I would title this into the deep launching out into the deep and actually if you didn't know as you're finding your place there today is actually the 10-year anniversary of when Pastor John and Miss Catherine received the word from Pastor Dale over in Alma that they would get they would have their breakout year and we're standing firm on that word today that 2018 is the breakout year so today's a very special day so let's give god praise for that thank you lord so with that being said and with that being the special day that it is i believe that it is significant today that it is a special significant day and so I'm just going to share a little bit from my heart and a little bit about where God has had me over the last couple of weeks and if it's okay I just want to bring you in to my personal life to where I have been in my walk with the Lord and um, if that's okay and just share a little bit from my heart I believe he has shown me some things I want to talk to us this morning about what it looks like when we receive the promise of God But what do we do in between that promise and when we see the 100% fulfillment of that word? Amen. I know it can get tough and I know it can get shaky because in the natural eye, it may look like things aren't happening, things aren't shaking, things aren't moving. God, where are you? I know I have asked that question. God, it's like I don't see you. God, where are you in my life, in my family, in my church? Where are you at? But I believe that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. We have a personal intercessor And He's the risen Messiah. He's the risen Christ, Yeshua, Yahweh, the great I Am. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father at a place of authority, making intercession on behalf of His sons and daughters. He really is working on our behalf this morning. And I believe that without a shadow of a doubt, that every word that this church has ever gotten, every word or prophetic word, not only this church, but you have gotten, will come to pass. Amen. If you believe it, shout yes. I believe it. So... With all of that being said i'm just going to kind of launch into this and i want to read something from my heart and then we're going to get into this but this is just something that's been on me that i wrote a couple days ago i've been writing a tremendous amount over the past couple of weeks and so i just want to share this little snippet with you This is what I wrote. It says, over the past several weeks, I have intentionally leaned into the voice of God more so than probably ever before. In doing this, I have established in my heart that without a shadow of a doubt, God is always speaking, and he so desires for his bride to prosper. How many know that we are his bride? Amen. I have figured out that the DNA of of Yahweh is increase. I'm going to say that again. I said, I have figured out that the DNA of Yahweh is increase. I have discovered in the secret place of worship and devotion that my mandate for life here on earth is to simply gaze at his face, to see his beauty, and to make him known in the world. How many know that that's not just my mandate for here on the earth, but it's your mandate also? Come on, don't you love that song? Show me your face, Lord your power and grace and gird up my legs that I would stand in your holy place. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. That's my prayer this morning. Being rooted in this truth has led me to pray and fast concerning the specific things that Holy Spirit is desiring to do through us, this church family at Cornerstone. Please allow me to make a bold statement to say that life as you and I know it is about to change and is changing currently I believe God is desiring to break our box and destroy any man-made paradigms or patterns that religion may have taught us I would like to suggest this that the level of breakthrough that you and I inherit is simply a byproduct of our willingness to yield to the moving of the Holy Spirit. I would like to encourage you all to tap into the heart of God individually as we continue to ascend the hill of the Lord corporately as a church church family. The waves of revival are here, friend. How will we respond? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? And are you willing to forsake all and pursue after Him? That's my prayer for us this morning. I believe that we are on the hinge I believe that the urgency of this hour is something like we've never seen. And I believe, I was sharing at the National Day of Prayer over at First Baptist, that it's so important now that the church rises up in power. And so I'm believing that the waves of revival that are crashing on the shore all throughout the world is not only just for other parts of the world, India, Spain, New Zealand, Mexico, up out west and up north and all of that, but I believe it's for here I believe so God, I believe God so desires to pour out His Spirit on us. That's the mandate of this church. That's the mandate of this house and the very ground of this place. That we would be a hub, that we would be a landing strip for what God wanted to birth through the South. And I'm believing that, that by the end of the year, we're going to be able to put language to what all of this looks like. And the ways of revival are really going to sweep through the south. And Cornerstone will be used to birth something great, to birth something magnificent. You say, what does that look like? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know what it's going to look like. And I can probably say this. Pastor John and Miss Catherine really don't know what it looks like. The only thing we're doing is following the voice of the Lord. We're just following the voice of the Lord. We want to go where he says go. Come on, I refuse. It's like every night that I lay my head down on my pillow. It's like if I'm not burning for God and I'm not seeing his manifested power at work, I'm wondering what am I even doing? There's such a time and such an urgency in this hour to experience the more of God. So let's get into this text. Luke chapter 5. I'm going to read 1, one through verse 11 if we can pull that up on the screens. It says, "So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little, say a little, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon." launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch everybody say that launch out into the deep verse 5 but simon answered and said to him master we have toiled all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word i will let down the net and when they had done this they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking even let's stop right there to say this if we're just willing to catch and release what god says He's got so much that he wants to pour out to us that we can't even contain it. The South so has this twisted and messed up that God's some broken down beat thing, beaten up thing, and the body of Christ have to walk around defeated. But I've got a better word for you this morning, that the power of Jesus speaks a better word than that, and that really we can believe that we can speak and see things happen and it's not just something we say out of our mouth but we can really see it come to pass because God's kingdom really does exist to go from what glory to glory not service to service not week to week but it really is to go from glory to glory that's the natural DNA of our Heavenly Father he's really that good friend can I get an amen God's really that good. He really loves us that much. And before we pursued him, he was pursuing me and you. That's how good he is. Verse 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Because there's so many fish. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to even sink. Verse 8. I love that. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. Last verse, So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him one thing that i've noticed about this church about the man and woman of god at the front of this work and about really this body of people we've got lots of vision (laughs) one thing that we don't lack here is vision but how many know that it's not enough just to have vision but you've got to have the strength and you've got to have the courage and you've got to have the faith to not only cast the vision I'm talking to myself to not only cast a vision, but do what it takes and intercede night and day, and to really have the faith to believe that everything God said really will come to pass. And so. By this message today, I want to do nothing but give you the simple fact of this. Have faith, friend. Walk out of those doors believing in faith that God will come to pass. Everything that he said he was going to do, it will do. We used to sing the song here. Miss Terry used to sing it. That God is able to do everything that he has said he will do. He's going to fulfill every promise. Don't give up on God because God won't give up on you. He never gives up. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I don't know what your situation looks like in the house this morning, but I've got good news for you this morning, and Jesus Christ is on our side, and if he be with us, who in the world can stand against us? So we've got vision, but what separates the talkers versus the doers is the people that actually have the courage to go out and make it happen. Now we, we believe and we know that God is the one who gives us the increase. God is the one who gives the increase. It's not by straining and it's not by striving, but I believe that we've got it all wrong if we simply think that just waiting on the Lord is something that we do in this posture or it's something that we do just very passive. But I believe waiting on God This is just me now. But I believe waiting on God and waiting for your miracle and waiting for your breakthrough is not something that you do passive. But I believe waiting on God is something very passionate, something very intentional, something that very aggressive that you do. When you lean into the heart of God and you say, God, I know it's not for me to know your timing, but I believe that everything you said is yes and amen over my life. And you lean into the heart of God. I believe that's when we see the promises fulfilled. I don't know if some of you may be waiting on your promise. You may have been waiting for a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years. It may be healing. It may be supernatural breakthrough. It may be financial. There's all types of stuff that you and I are believing for in this room. But nobody is going to steward. Chris Valentin says this. Nobody's going to steward your prophetic words for you. It's very important that you constantly, day in, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that you throw water on the seed. Because God plants the seed But it's our job as sons and daughters of the living God To constantly throw waters And say God I know I don't see you right now But I believe in your word Father I know I'm not feeling you right now But I choose to believe your word This is simple but we need to get this truth this morning Amen Come on I know, we will, I know we're saying that 2018 is going to be a breakout year But how will we respond to that word That means everything Just for me this is just for me. I believe in the power of response. I believe that it's very important that when a word goes forth, that we choose to respond and we respond correctly. That we don't just listen and say, oh God, that's good. Well, if you laser beam down from heaven 20 years from now, that'll be good. But if you don't do it, great. Oh no. I want, I want to walk through everything that God has for me. I want to walk through every door that God has before me. I want everything that God's got. Because his plans are really good for me and you. He's proud of us. He wants to see us move in power and grace. He wants to see us move in the supernatural. We're not waiting on God to laser beam from heaven. God's already came down from heaven. And now it's uh, it's our job. We don't say, God, we're in the heavens. He's already came down. What we need to believe and pray for and intercede for is that Holy Spirit would get through us. Because it's what? Out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. And now more than ever before, the world, the lost and the dying and the broken need to experience what's on the inside of the body of Christ at Cornerstone. Cook County needs it. We can sit back and say whatever we want to say but god needs what's on the inside of you and everybody in this congregation has something special to give you have something unique you say i don't i don't know what my gift is god will reveal it to you but let me assure you today that you are significant you are special you're beautiful in the eyes of god and he so desires to use you in more ways than you could ever dream of or imagine ephesians says this you know this verse that our God is, can, can do and is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. Think about that for a second. Let's just pause and think about that. That's really the heart. That's really the mind. That's really the very DNA of our Heavenly Father. That excites me. So let's go back to this vision. So we've got the vision. Like Moses. Moses. Okay, I'm going to take the children of Israel. And we're going to go to the land. But what happened? Moses got the children of Israel to the promised land. But Joshua took the children of Israel, what? Into the promised land. So, what's my point in that? My point is this. In Joshua chapter 1, we're not going to turn there and read the whole chapter. But in Joshua chapter 1, I read it last night and I had to go back and read it again. In Joshua chapter 1, God tells Joshua to do what? Be strong. And to be courageous. He tells them four times in that chapter to be strong and to be courageous. Why? Because he knew that Joshua needed the courage to go and to inherit everything that God desired for him to inherit. So we need courage this morning. I need courage this morning. I know that courage, whatever the Webster definition is, is believing for something that we may not see or whatever it is. But I believe the true definition of courage to me is being scared to death, being weighing over your head, but taking the step of faith anyway. You step out of the boat anyway. And so that's what we see here in Luke chapter 5. Is that Jesus was trying to tell Peter, Peter, if you'll just launch, I'm fixing to bless you unmeasurably. I'm fixing to bless you exceedingly and abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think. But you've got to launch. You've got to be willing to get out of the boat. And I know all of you in here say, hey, I'm believing. I'm with you, man. What are you doing on a daily basis to see your promise fulfilled? You've got to launch every day, friend. Listen, I'm just saying this for me. I'm just saying this for me and for my wife. We're way in over our heads. I'm talking about I jumped way out of here. Do I really believe that God can use a small church in a small city in a big world? You better believe it. I believe it absolutely I believe it do I really believe that cancer can walk into this door and we can pray and by the power of God see cancer leave do I really believe it well let me give you a testimony for those who don't know Rick Franklin sat here in July and said if I don't have a miracle I don't know what's gonna happen I'm going to be with Jesus and today he's got the blood of a young man why because we chose to stand on the Word of God that says we are healed by the stripes of Jesus I wish he was here this morning I wish he was here this morning because I'd take him by the hand and I'd take a lap God's still doing miracles friend he's still moving and he's moving in this church 10, 12, 15 miracles. We've not even scratched the surface of all that God's going to do here. So I would encourage you to sit put. Keep believing. We don't need you to just sit in your seat and fold your arms and say, well, that's just for them. That's not really for me. No, we need everybody to lock arms. We need everybody to join hands. And let's go and take the promised land, friend. That's what we need in this hour. We need you to believe the God dream. That's what we need. All that God tells Joshua be strong and be courageous this is this whole thing that i'm trying to communicate to us today we don't know what we're doing i guarantee you pastor will tell you all i do is move by the voice of god i'm just being strong and i'm just being courageous here's what i want to tell you the bible says that Thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path sometimes i feel like i'm in the dark and i'm just following the voice of god but you got to have the courage You got to have the courage to follow the voice. I don't really know what I'm doing, but all I know is I heard God speak, so I move. If he tells me to move left, I'm moving left. If he tells me to move right, I'm moving right. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm scared out of my mind. But all I know to do is just keep moving. Just keep putting one foot in front of the next. Just keep striving. Just keep jumping. Just keep running. Because God desires to fulfill it all, friend. He leaves us with this sense of uncertainty. That's what Jesus does. He leaves us with this sense of uncertainty. He didn't tell us that a hundred steps of a good man are ordered by God. He says the steps of of the good man, of the righteous, are ordered by God. And me and you have to have the faith to do what? To believe that if we can have the courage it takes to take one step, then maybe God will give us the next step. And then if we have the courage and the boldness to take another step, just maybe God's good enough to give us the next step and the next step and the next step. And next thing you know, you have inherited everything that God said he was going to give to you. This is the season that we're in. The Bible says there's a time and there's a place for everything. But I believe right now, By the power that I feel in this room and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe it now that everything that was lost, everything that's been broken, every dream, everything that you think is not going to happen. I believe it now that the season that we're in is to recover the lost. He's a repairer of the breach. He restores the broken things. The dreams that you put on the shelf, God still desires to fulfill them. God still desires to fulfill everything that he said over this house. But it's what we do between the promise and the promise being fulfilled will determine how much breakthrough that you and I get to walk in. So let's do it with boldness. Let's do it with passion. Whatever we do, let's put our whole heart into it and say, God, either you're real or you're not real. Either you're going to move like you said you were or you're not. And when nobody else chooses to burn, I'm going to burn. When nobody else is praying, I'm going to pray. When everybody else is looking at me silly, I still choose to lift my hands and celebrate the goodness of God. Bill Johnson says it like this. Every day, everything we do flows from a place of thankfulness. And I don't know about you, friend. I'm a young man, but I don't know about you. But God has been so good to me. And he's never let me down. And he'll never let you down. This is simple this morning, but I'm just trying to encourage you. I'm just trying to build your faith. Because we can all need a little boost. Me, myself included, I could have a little boost. Because sometimes it gets weary. Man, things have happened to me over the past month. That if I would have told you a year ago were going to happen, I would have called you nuts. I would have said, you're insane. Phone calls from people that I had no idea even knew my name. Why? Because I choose to believe that Jesus does this, really desires to use me. And he really desires to use you. So we feast, as Pastor John says, we feast on the promises of God that are always yes and amen. Amen. And if you fall down nine times, it's about getting back up. The season is now. The time is now. I'm telling you, we've got to believe again. The God dream. He says it every Sunday from this pulpit. But if we've ever believed for the impossible, let's do it now. Don't be moved by these empty chairs. I'd rather have a group of a 100 people that are hungry than have a group of a 1,000 that could care less. But God is after a heart. It's not about a chair or or a big church. God could care less about that. What he's after is your heart. It's the heart of a man that gets exalted. Who will ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. Let's move on. So God keeps us in this place of uncertainty. And please allow me to be vulnerable when I say this. I struggle with this. I do. I struggle because I want to know everything, don't I? I want to know everything. What I'm going to do tomorrow, I'm just an organized guy like that. That's the reason why I work with Pastor John. I keep him, I keep him in line. <laughs> but that's just my DNA. That's, that's how I, I, just, I have to figure it all out. But here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. This is a golden nugget. I'm going to throw it to you for free right here about my own life. If we choose to live our lives so certain, and having to know everything, and having to have the answer to every single question, it will strip us, and it will take the very courage out of our hearts to go and fulfill, and to go and receive everything that God's placed in our hearts. Because every single day, we have to know, God show me, God show me, God show me. No. The footsteps of the righteous. We just have to, we just got to trust God. If Carissa was here this morning, I'd have her sing that song. I'll trust you, Lord, with all my heart. I'll trust you, Lord, with all my heart. Though I may not understand the purpose of your plan, and I don't know what it looks like, I choose to trust you. And it's when we decide to trust God with our whole heart, with all of our might, with all of our heart, when we choose to trust God and we choose to jump out of the boat... That's when God says you can be trusted. He didn't want Peter to have any plan B. That was what the boat represented. The boat represented his safety valve. The boat represented what he had on reserve. But let me tell you something. What you have on reserve will be the very thing that strips you from your destiny. What you have when nobody's looking and say, hey God, if, you're, if all of that doesn't really work out, then I, I've got all this to fall back on. I can do it myself. It doesn't work like that, friend. God wants your full heart. He wants all of your attention, all of your affection. And even when you don't feel it, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. I know. Listen. Listen, I'm moving quickly. When Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha, what did he do? He turned and he looked back and he burned up everything that represented his old life why because he knew if he was going to inherit everything that god gave him he had to burn up everything that represented his old life some of you need to get that revelation this morning things that you did a year ago you need to throw them away things that you said and people that you hung out with and stuff that you watch on tv i'm being real but you need to throw that stuff out why because god's got something better for you he's got something better for you And as we feast on these promises and just say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to go after you. We start inheriting. We start charging on the land and we start moving up the mountain. Then we go from glory to glory to glory. We see examples of this. I'm going to move quickly. I'm going to move through all of this. Let's read Matthew 14, chapter 23. Matthew 14, chapter 23. Is this okay? Everybody good? Good. Matthew chapter 14. I'm almost done. There's really two parts to this, so I'm going to fly through this quickly. And then I want to give you what I believe. I want to give you the main ingredient as to what I believe will help you fulfill your promise. So I'm going to try to attach the best I can if Holy Spirit will help me. I'm going to try my best to attach the in-between when the promise is given and when the promise is fulfilled. And I'm going to try to give us the main ingredient of what I believe will help us to see that. But before we do, let's read Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. If we can put that up on the screen. It says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. He was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased. Again, we see Peter's boat always got him in trouble. And what God was trying to break him of, of his own mindset of you've got to have this boat. But all, listen, he tells him, launch out into the shallow and then when you launch out into the shallow, what? Launch out into the deep, what we just read in Luke chapter 5. We have to be willing to believe for the impossible. We have to be willing to believe when nobody else believes. We have to be willing to believe that when our sons and daughters go out and you and they can't and it can't, and it just doesn't seem like God's hearing your prayer, that you choose to launch. You launch your faith. It's little faith, it's not having enough faith that will hold you back but it's childlike faith that will catapult you into different dimensions into the heavenly realm and allow you to see how God sees you. But it's of little faith, not believing that God can do what he said it would do. Just like with Peter, Peter had to jump out of the boat to get to Jesus. And here's what I want to tell you. Nothing that you've done in the past, nothing that you've that you've done or where you've skinned your knee. It doesn't matter why because let's look at Peter's example here to know Peter was the very one who would deny Jesus But he knew something about the nature of Jesus that the other disciples didn't seem to know why was that? Because after he denies Jesus Peter's out on the boat. We remember this story. Jesus is up on the shore And Peter says, man, whatever I've got to do, I'm getting to Jesus. So what does he do? He jumps out of the boat, and he begins to swim. And he gets to Jesus, the lady with the issue of blood. You know the story. She has to push her way through the crowd. Blind Bartimaeus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know how the story goes. It's your willingness to jump when nobody else is jumping that gets you into the promised land. Let's not be Moses. Moses was a man of God. But I want to be like Joshua. I want to get to everything God's got to me. I don't want to just look at that and say, oh, well, that's great. No, I want to go get it. But it's the trust, it's the hope, it's the faith and the patience that God roots us in. God, doesn't de- God, does not, God does not develop you and I, his sons and daughters. God does not develop you and I by trying to strain and strive for every little thing. But he develops you. If I had a room full of leaders, this is what I would tell you. God doesn't develop you by reading books. He doesn't even develop you by studying and listening to all the great podcasts. And I think you need to do all of that. And I love to read and pray and seek God. Yes, you need to do all of that. But how he develops you is when you be like Peter and you launch out onto the deep and you get in way over your head. That's when you learn to fight. That's when you learn to fight. How do I fight my battles? Through him. He's the one that goes out before us. When the Levites would go out to battle, they would send the what? The praisers out first. That no matter what it looked like they were going to choose to worship and praise god regardless and what ended up happening on that day when they sent the praisers out they inherited more than they even had room to inherit let me tell you something i've got good news for you today we don't even have the room or the capacity to hold everything that we believe god's going to do here but we just trust him it doesn't look like it now listen we don't, even, we don't even know. We don't know what the next year is going to look like. But all we know is what God said. And if God said it, it will come to pass. So we choose to plant our foot just like God told Joshua. Everywhere you put your foot, it will be yours. Everywhere you go on land, the land will be yours. I've got news for Cornerstone. We're in the time and we're in the season and we're in the hour now that everything that we desire to possess can be possessed. Lingo says it like this. There's times and and different different segments of time in history that the windows of heaven are open and it's like a vacuum. And if we can decide to line ourselves up with the wind of heaven that's blowing, I'm telling you, God will catapult us into every dream. He will catapult us into every dimension and we really will go from glory to glory to glory. I want it all, friend. I don't want just a five, six, or seven. I want a ten. I want to ten, and I, I refuse to believe this. I refuse to believe that I'm too young or you're too old or this church has been around too long or there's been too many mistakes made. God still desires to use us and the latter will be greater than the former. I believe it to be true. I believe it. Because he who goes before us, he that is in us, is greater than he that is in the world. God is on our side. And if God can be with us, who in the world can be against us? This is simple this morning, but I knew I was, I knew I was right in the will of God this morning. When I was trying to stir your faith, have the faith to believe this morning. Amen. Come on, let's lift our hands, even right where you're seated. Father, we choose to believe. We've been we're like Peter today, Father. We're jumping out of the boat when nobody else believes it, when mamas and daddies don't believe it, when other churches and everybody else in the community calls us crazy. We choose to believe the word of the Lord. We choose to believe that the promises of god are yes and amen and we believe it to be so in jesus name oh i feel this in my bones we're launching out into the deep today you know i used to say god won't put anything on you that he won't give you god won't put anything on you that you can't ask that you that he that you won't do god won't give you an assignment that you can't handle and then i thought to myself here recently that's kind of a that's kind of a silly thing to say why He told a dead man to walk. He told a lame, or he told a dead man to get up and a lame man to walk. It's the impossible. God sometimes will put us in situations that with the natural eye, we don't understand it but it's when we're way in over our head and we really believe that the waves of revival can sweep through the South and we really believe that God can use this church to be a hub and a landing strip to birth revival and the spirit of awakening in the South. We choose to believe it. You stand firm and you strike the ground like we talked about this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's when he launched. It's when Peter launched that he brought in the greatest harvest that he had seen. You see, vision preaches really good. Vision preaches good. And where there is no vision, what? The people perish. I like vision. I want somebody to tell me, hey, things are cooking, things are shaking, things are popping, and this is what we've got going. But if all we do is speak it out of our mouths and don't take action, you'll never see it come to pass. So it's more than just saying, we're going to take the city for God. We're going to shake the globe by the power of Jesus Christ. We have to pray and believe it with our faith. We have to put faith on it because what? Faith without works is dead. So we mix a little bit of faith with a little bit of intercession and a little bit of worship. And the next thing you know, God's shifted our whole lives and he shifted us and we're right into our destiny. 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 That's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about our destiny. I'm talking about inheriting everything that God has for us. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving quickly. All right, listen. I want to transition our focus to this. I'm going to read this, Gavin and Jess. I'm going to read this out of the message translation. So if you have it, great. And if you don't, I'm going to read it to us. But in Acts chapter 1, I believe that God paints us a picture of what we need to go out and to walk into this resurrected life that I'm talking about. We've been doing a lot of baptisms where. We're buried with Christ and raised in newness of life. But I believe that there's a second baptism that we need in this room that will help sustain us and will ground us and will help us remain rooted so that way we can continue to press forward and continue to push forward when the winds of the adversary and the winds of the enemy start blowing that we have a fire that shut up in our bones that can help us possess the land. So it's in Acts chapter 1 that I'm going to read. I'm going to read this out of the message translation. And it says this. Dear Theopolis, in the first volume of this book, I wrote on everything that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he said goodbye to the apostles. The ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit and was taken up to heaven. And after his death, he presented himself alive to them in many different settings over a period of 40 days. So here we see that Jesus is appearing to the disciples, basically showing them that he is the resurrected Savior. In face-to-face meetings, he talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God. As they met and ate meals together, he told them that they were on no account to leave Jerusalem, but must wait for what the Father had promised. The promise you heard from me, John baptized in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I will do it soon. Let's go back to this. Must You must wait for what the Father has promised, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And as we move on here, I'm going to skip down for the sake of time. They say, Master, every time that they see Jesus, they say, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel now? Is this the time? You see, they were so stuck in an old mentality that every time that they saw Jesus, they thought that he was going to do something that he already had done. But it was, it was those who had the willingness to tarry. Those who had the willingness to wait on what they had promised. God had promised them that the Holy Spirit was coming. Well, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And here we see this. It is not for you to know the time. We know that that's what it says. Look, verse 7. You don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witness in Jerusalem, all over Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. These were his last words. And as they watched... Another translation says, as they stood gazing, he was taken up and disappeared into a cloud. They stood there staring into an empty sky, and suddenly two men appeared in white robes. They said, you Galileans, why do you just stand here looking up in an empty sky? This very Jesus was taken up, and it it goes on to say my favorite part. So they left the mountain called Olives and returned to Jerusalem, and it was little over, over half a mile. They went up to the upper room. They had been using as a meeting place. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Eliphas, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Verse 14, they agreed that they were in this for good. Listen to this part. This is what I want to drive home. Completely together in prayer. The passion translation says that they were all gripped together with one passion interceding night and day. If I could deposit something into this body of people today, it would be that the spirit of intercession would lay hold of this body of people like never before. Paul says where much is given, much is required, friend. Whatever you're experiencing now, I know it's great, but God desires to take you from glory to glory. So we can't get lackadaisical. We can't sit down and just wait on the more, but we have to go inherit it. We have to go get it. How do I do that, pastor? You pray and you intercede, grip with one passion. And what would it look like if everybody in this room, which is not a lot, but if everybody in this room decided that we're going to move together in the spirit of of unity all together in prayer and that we would be gripped with one passion day and night and night and day interceding with one passion day in and day out all together completely in prayer the women included and Jesus' mother Mary and his brothers how we respond is so important what am I what am I telling you let me bring some clarity to this. We're talking about promises and we're talking about seeing them fulfilled. What do we do in the meantime until we see the promises fulfilled? We do as the 120 decided to do. Jesus said, uh, he told all 500, go into the upper room and tarry until the promised Holy Spirit comes. The promised. Their pro- our promise is that 2018 will be the breakout year. Their promise is that the Holy Spirit would come. But only what? 120 people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that tells me that 380 people thought that there was something better to do. It's what you do in the meantime that determines whether you receive the promise that God's told you. That's what matters. So this is what we see in this. There's a a man by the name of Daniel Nash. Some of you are familiar with Charles Finney. Charles Finney was a great revivalist and he shook the world for God. But Daniel Nash, and I forget his partner's name, but Daniel Nash and his partner would go in and set up in a basement and they would pay 25 cent a day to go in and to pray before Charles Finney would go in and to do his revival crusades. If I could give you one thing, it would be a Daniel Nash anointing to pray, to fast, to intercede and believe for this thing to really happen. God will use those who chooses to decide to pray and fast and seek his face when nobody else is watching. It was, a, it was the 120 that decided to tarry. They decided to wait. And because they desired to wait, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they were baptized in fire. Why did they need the Holy Spirit? And why did they need the fire? Because it's not enough just to be buried with Christ. And it's not enough just to be raised into newness in life. But God desires for us, His disciples, the salt and the light of the earth, He desires for us to walk into this resurrected life. But what do we need? I find it so interesting, and I'm done. If the worship team can come, I'm done after this. Listen, I find it so interesting that Jesus decides... To pour out his spirit right before or right after he ascends into the heavens. Why? Because he knew that they were going to need the boldness. He knew that they were going to need the zeal. He knew that they were going to need the courage, which was the Holy Spirit shut up in their bones. And then what? The church was added to daily three thousand that day and then it goes on to say throughout acts that the church was added through daily why because the disciples were moving and functioning in a resurrected life they were functioning in a resurrected spirit that nothing that came before them had the power that they knew that they had because the same power that rose jesus from the dead on the third day was alive on the inside of them So they could lay their hands on the sick. They could cast out demons. They could raise the dead. And you can raise the dead. You can cast out demons. You can heal the sick. It's not just for pastors and leaders, but it's for us. And I believe what Jesus did here in the upper room. Hey, let's do spirit breakout if we can. That's what happens when we have this fire of the Holy Spirit that's shut up in our bones. We need it. Me and you, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Why do we need that, Stanton? Because if we want to walk like John the Baptist, burning. Because this life is real, man. This life is so real. And it has the tendency to toss us to and fro. I'm not perfect, and nobody's perfect in this room, and I've made plenty of mistakes, and if it wasn't for the fire of the Holy Spirit that was shut up in my bones, I would not be standing where I was standing today. I was in a service, and all I said was, Holy Spirit, I asked to receive your fire, and when I asked to receive his fire, I can't tell you what happened. All I know is that I felt like heat ran from the top of my head down throughout my entire body And ever since then, I've not been perfect, but ever since then, I've had the grit, and I've had the courage, and I've had the zeal, and I've had the passion to go after everything that God's placed on the inside of me. You may say, man, that sounds crazy. You may say, man, you're dreaming way too big, but I've got news for somebody. I choose to believe. I will dare to believe that God can really use us. I dare to believe that we can raise the dead. I dare to believe that the Spirit of Revival can sweep through the South. The church needs a revelation of this. They need a revelation of Jesus and what it looks like to move in the boldness and of the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.